Cool, so I'm excited to share with you today. For those of you who don't know me, my name's Sam and I've been um, attending Warrington Parish Church for over 16 years. Um, so that's a long time, I know. Uh, so for those of you who think he looks like 12, I'm actually 22, surprisingly. <laughs> so um, this story is a great story. And um, when I was told this is uh, what we were focusing on, I uh, read over this story and I was like, right, where should I go with this? Where does God want me to go with this? And I sat there for quite a long time asking God, what should I talk about with this story? And I looked at it and go, went, yeah, it's a great story of miracle, but what really should um, we be taking from this story? And so I uh, read over this multiple times and I was like, I don't actually know what to talk about. And so um, I just prayed with God. I uh, watched a lot of uh, YouTube videos of other sermons done on this. And um, everything that uh, I saw and heard pointed to uh, what I'm going to talk to you about today. So um, I'm, I've actually gone further on in the story, um, all the way to the end of the chapter. Um, but I'll, I'll go through details of that when we get there. But first off, we see um, in the 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 start of the chapter, we see Jesus and we see his disciples. And so they're walking along and they see this blind man. And there must have been that moment um, when Jesus paused and saw this blind man for the disciples to then stand there and question, why was this man blind? And so that made me think, why was he blind? Was he... Um, was his parents uh, sin? Did they? Sorry, my, my words are all getting muddled up. Did his parents sin before he was born? Did he sin somehow in his mother's womb? And um, so the uh, disciples question him multiple times, and uh, Jesus turns around and uh, answers him in a way um, uh, that we wouldn't expect, um, but. For ourselves, we're always quick to blame um, someone else, aren't we? In our own lives, we always point the finger at someone else. Um, in, in the house, we're like, oh, um, we, we could be earning so much more money if you sorted out uh, working longer hours or um, this happens because you did this. We're always quick to blame someone else. And so the disciples pointing the finger at this man saying, um, did he sin or did his parents sin? But Jesus answers in, um, in a way where he says, um, pretty much he says, no. This man didn't sin and his parents didn't sin. But the reason why he is blind is so that God can do amazing works with him, in him. And so I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So God made him blind so he could work within him. So then what we see is Jesus doesn't stop there. He goes up to the man and all of a sudden this man who's blind, who can't see anything, hears this, this blind man must have been sitting there going, great, not another one. At least he didn't get me that time. 
And then the man hears again. And he's like, great. This man really has it in for me. And what it says is Jesus spat to make mud. So he mustn't have spat. I I, I thought about this for quite a while. He mustn't have spat just once because he was making mud. So he must have been there. Could have been there for 10 minutes or so constantly spitting into the mud, into the soil to make mud. And uh, what happens is Jesus then, after he's spat multiple times, humbly kneels down and he scoops up this soil and saliva and then he starts to work the soil and the saliva together to make mud. And so the disciples must have been standing there going, what is going on? What is Jesus going to do this time? And so he's, he's standing there working this saliva and then he heads over to the blind man and he rubs the mud on his eyes. But he doesn't just do it where he uh, gets the mud and he just throws it at the guy and it splats him in the eyes. He does it so softly and gently and anoints the man's eyes with the mud. And so the man must have... I'd I'd love to know how the man reacted at first with uh, just sitting there and then all of a sudden somebody is rubbing something on your eyes. I I would have been in shock. I probably would have cried out going, what's going on? But um, Jesus rubs this man's eyes. And so I, I was just reading that and was just in awe of uh, what was going on here because there was a a miracle going to happen. But going back to um, when the disciples questioned questioned uh, Jesus and this man, as I said, uh, we're always quick to blame um, someone. But sometimes... Sometimes we have to have um, mess in our lives. And so sometimes we have to be blind to then for God to do something in our lives. And I'll I'll go into more detail of that um, in a few moments' time, if I can get my notes in order. Um, But going back to this question of when the disciples asked, Jesus, why is this man blind? We're always quick to, to judge. We're always quick uh, to point a finger. And uh, sadly, um, in uh, various countries, we have this class divide, don't we? If we look at India, um, they have a class divide where um, if somebody's uh, born in poverty, then um, they believe that um, they have sinned in a previous life. But Jesus answered in a beautiful way, as I mentioned, and said that neither his parents or himself sinned and it was so that um, God could do amazing works within him Jesus says the cause of this disability was not a human cause but what God's going to do it's not about the cause Jesus deters this and says sometimes we're asking the wrong questions and so in our lives are we asking the wrong questions to God saying why do I have these limitations in my life why does this happen to me when really we should be focusing 
on what can God do with my limitations. And so it's a tough subject, isn't it, um, about uh, limitations in our lives. Because sometimes it can be physical limitations, sometimes it can be um, just emotional or uh, things that have been said to us or we just feel like we can't do our best in certain things. And so we always sit there and think, I can't do this or I can't do that or I have this problem with me. When really, we shouldn't be asking God, why do I have this? Why aren't you healing me? I've seen someone be healed and why aren't you healing me? We should really be focusing on what can God do through these limitations. Um, I heard a great example in one of the sermons that um, I was listening to that um, this uh, guy knew a young girl who was born with a disability and people were questioning God going, why have you not healed me? Why have you not healed this young girl from her disability? And God spoke to that man and said, the reason why is because look at her. Look at the joy that she has for the Lord. Even though she has this disability, God is still working through her. God still loves her and he is using that to bring joy to people. And so I just thought that was amazing that sometimes we can and get tied down with uh, focusing on our limitations when really God wants to do amazing things. So going back to uh, this story um, where uh, Jesus had knelt down and rubbed the eye, uh, the mud on the man's eyes. He then turns to the man and uh, tells him, go to the pool of Siloam. And I, I love the, the, what this uh, uh, word means. It means sent. And so he sent this man to that pool to wash his eyes. And so just like Jesus sends us out into this world with our limitations to do amazing things. And so this man went and washed out his eyes. And what happened? He could see. I'd love to uh, imagine, I'd love to be there and see how that man reacted when he... uh, first saw. He must have danced for joy. He must have just gone crazy. He must have hugged a tree. I would have hugged a tree because he'd never seen a tree before. He must have like picked up some grass and smelt it. He must have just like literally leapt for joy. And that's what God wants to do with our limitations. Sometimes he wants to heal us. Sometimes he might just want to use those limitations and do amazing works and we should be like that blind man jumping for joy in knowing that Jesus is caring for us and looking after us and then so further on um, what happens is the, um, the man goes back to religious leaders and uh, they question him and they question how has this happened and uh, if you keep reading on um, what happens is uh, nearer the end. Um, Jesus comes along and asks uh, the man, do you believe? And the man asks Jesus and says, if I knew who to believe in, then I would. And Jesus turns around and says to him, 
it is I. Do you believe? And the amazing thing is, the man turns around and says, I believe, and he worshipped him. And so, really, do we ask ourselves, do we ask God the wrong questions in life? Are we spiritually blind? Do we sit there thinking, God, I have these problems in my life. Someone's said these horrible things to me. Someone's um, have been physically abused in my life. I have these limitations in my life. Why are you not doing anything? Why have you not healed me? If we ask those questions, then we're asking the wrong questions and we're spiritually blind. And uh, I myself do this a lot. I, I focus on the, the things that go wrong in my life when really um, we should all be going, God, how can you use these problems? How can you help me bring joy to others through my limitations? And so really that's what I want to challenge you guys on is to really just look into your own lives And what limitations do you have? And try and change the way you think uh, about these limitations. I know it's hard that um, uh, sometimes uh, we think that we should be healed. Yes, God does amazing things and he's the God of miracles and the God of healing and we believe that. And so sometimes we, we question, well, why isn't he healing us? And so... That's, that is blindness there because we don't know all the answers. God always does something that we don't expect and that's the beautiful thing about it. God always does something we don't expect and he does it in amazing, beautiful ways. And so I challenge you guys to look into your own hearts and, and challenge you to look at the limitations in your lives. And I, I challenge myself as well um, and how can we use these limitations in our lives to bring joy to others? Just like how um, this blind man could now see. How could we push past our spiritual blindness and focus more on God than our limitations? One thing I love also is that um, I, I, always go, I always write so much down of what I want to say and then say totally different stuff. So I'm just, just trying to work out where I am. Uh, I, I think I'll just give up on that. Um, but if we look at other passages in the Bible, Jesus um, uh, speaks um, in uh, other moments of the Bible and, um, and uh, yeah, if we uh, turn to Psalms 146, 146 verse 8, it says, The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. So not only does he physically open the eyes of the blind, but spiritually he opens the eyes of the blind. It also says in Isaiah 35 verse 5, Then will the eyes of the blind be opened. And it's just an amazing thing to think that God can physically heal, but also spiritually heal us. But the thing is, as I said, 
God does things in ways that we don't expect. And so, it all points to faith. We have to have faith in what we believe. We have to have faith and trust in God. And so, in Hebrews 11, verse 1, it says, Faith makes us sure of what we hope for and gives us proof of what we cannot see. And so, without faith, no one can please God. And so, I know that it's a, it's a hard thought to think I have these limitations and God can do things with me uh, with these limitations. But, what is God going to do? Will he even show up and do something? We, we question this all the time and really we should just have faith. Have faith. And just trust in God. Push past everything. Don't have worries. And just focus on the one who loves you and cares for you. Because you know what? It's not about our physical bodies. It's not about all the mess that we have here. Don't get caught up in sin. That's the amazing thing about Jesus, that he died on the cross and he loves us so that he could pay the price for our sin. And our our sin has been paid for. It's been wiped away clean, which is amazing. And so we should really just focus on who Jesus is and focus on the hope that we have and take that hope outside there, outside these walls. And I encourage you guys to be like that blind man. May you ask God to open up your eyes so that you can glorify and praise him and bring hope to those who don't know him. I had much more to say, but um, sometimes it's best to just say the smallest amount and just focus. So I just encourage you guys to just focus on God. Amen.